going on guys my name is Hussein and in this video I want to discuss the difference between a proxy and a reverse proxy I made a video two years ago and uh, I want to remake this video and talk about things that I haven't talked about in the previous video and things that I recently learned from and from you guys like you had a lot of questions I compiled these questions into this video as well so if you're interested stay tuned how about we jump into the video so the first thing is, what is a proxy? A proxy is a software that makes requests on behalf of a client. So in this case, for example, the client here, the laptop says, hey, I want to go to google.com. But it has certain configuration it's in its setting that says, by the way, this is my proxy. That means any request that needs to go out have to go through the proxy first. So all the connections is actually established between those two guys only, all right? And then the proxy will look at the data and says, oh, oh, you wanna go to google.com? I'll take care of it. I'll make the request of your behalf. So as far as Google is concerned or any of the destination server here, the client is the proxy, not this guy, right? So that's essentially what a proxy is, right? We might say, okay, what are the use cases for this? Well, some ISPs use proxies to block certain unwanted websites and govern certain government, not all of them, right? At your work, some organization uses a proxy. They want to protect you from bad websites that, uh, well, this is confidential data and we don't want you to visit bad websites. So this is a list of things that you shouldn't access and we can know because we keep the list right here. So if you try to access certain website that we think is a phishing website, we're gonna block you right here. We're gonna block that website, okay? And uh, another use case is like, hey, I want, I want to cache this stuff. Hey, we just made another person just made a request for certain content. Hey, I have it cached here. Don't bother. I'm not gonna go to the server to pull this content again. I'm just gonna serve it back to you. So that's that's where you use a proxy. How about some use cases of a proxy? The use case of a proxy is caching. Caching is very popular. Where hey, I, I'm I want I'm I'm cons consuming this content, but someone else already have done it. So as you have this centralized location where all the some of the requests going through the proxy, the proxy can serve you cached content. This could be bad or good, but nevertheless, it's a good idea sometimes, right? Anonymity, anonymity from the, the final destination. The final destination doesn't know the originating client as we have discussed here. As far as Google is concerned, this is the client, right? Not this one, right? So this is kind of a uh, anonymity, right? Code and code. You're kind of, Understand that you're transferring the anonymity from one place to another. Because yes, Google doesn't know who you are anymore, but the proxy does. Logging, yeah, and again, in a work environment, hey, I wanna log everybody request, and it's like, okay, this website is being visited a lot, so maybe it's time to start caching this website. Or maybe this guy's, oh, this is this guy's always on Facebook, oh, why is he doing that, right? Lo block websites, hey, I don't want you. ISPs and work situations can actually do that, right? If it can protect you from bad websites or or actually if certain governments, right, can forces clients to actually use a proxy to access the internet. It's so like, hey, without, without this proxy, you cannot access the internet, I'm sorry. So if the moment you still use a proxy, any website goes, any request goes through that ISP proxy. And the moment you do that, well, 
they can see certain information, not everything, at least the domains. And we, we can go hours talking about that stuff, right? Block website. Microservices is one of the recent chain, uh, use cases of proxies, especially a sidecar proxies. There are many type of proxies, guys. This, yeah, HTTP proxy, TCP proxy sidecar proxy so microservices is also another use case where you can deploy a proxy next to your application and have it take care of networking stuff right so if you make a simple request right let's say an http1 request that sidecar proxy can actually start upgrading that request to a, a newer protocol, let's say HTTP2 or HTTP3, right? So it can do that for you because it know how to speak that language. You just speak in a primitive way between these two, and this could be the badass configuration, right? They can they can use gRPC, they can use very high tech at the back end, right? So that's another use case for microservices. Microservices actually uses both proxy and reverse proxy. Jumping to the reverse proxy. The reverse proxy is actually the reverse. And I hate that because it's very confusing, I know. In the proxy configuration, the server doesn't know the client. In the reverse proxy, the client doesn't know the final destination server. It's actually reversed, right? So if here you want to go to google.com, which is your final destination, but guess what? Google.com in itself is a reverse proxy. It is not the true final destination. And you don't know that because guess what? The proxy in this case will make the request still on your behalf, but you don't know that. They will communicate to either Google Server 1 or Google Server 2 or Google Server 3. And this is one use case of a reverse proxy called load balancing, right? So hey, I want to go to this. Or no, maybe it's a, I'm going to use a Canary deployment. Well, I'm testing that 8% of users should use this new version of the application, right? And you, Instagram does that all the time, right? Or, or YouTube does that all the time. Hey, we're testing all the requests, 8% of the requests, we, we're testing this new feature, right? This new functionality. Oh, well, 8% of the requests, literally in the reverse proxy, we're gonna funnel it to this destination. And that's it, that's how you get the new functionality, right? So that's a reverse proxy. Again, very quick, in a proxy, the server doesn't know the client, reverse proxy, the client doesn't know the final destination. That's that's the simplest I can get it, really, right? And let's talk about reverse proxy use cases. More reverse proxy use cases. Caching is again shows up, shows up again. I want to make a request to Google.com, and the Google.com is a reverse proxy. Well, it it will cache content for me so that I don't have to. It doesn't have to go to to the back end and fetches information for me, right? Information that are already been fetched. So, caching is very important. Load balancing, something you cannot do with just a proxy. Load balancing, hey, I am you're making a request to me, which is the reverse proxy. I'm sometimes gonna hit this server, sometimes I'm gonna hit this server, sometimes I'm gonna hit this server. And there are so, this, you can speak about this for hours, guys. I, I made so many videos about load balancing. There are many types of app balancers, layer four load balancers, layer seven load balancers, layer three load balancers. It is a complicated topic. If you wanna learn more, I'm gonna reference the playlist, it's gonna, in the comment section, go dive deep into it and just enjoy. This is a huge, 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 huge feature. Right, so load balancing. Ingress, 
in, in uh, Kubernetes and microservices and architecture, where he says, hey, all right, you talk to me, sir, as a reverse proxy, you are a client, talk to me, a reverse proxy, and guess what? If you want to access the pictures API, I'm going to funnel you to this API. If you're doing going to the comments API, I'm going to funnel you to this. So that's called an ingress, where it actually based on certain filtering on the content, at least the HTTP side, it says, oh, you want to go to this? You want to consume the comments API. You want to consume the pictures API. You want to consume this API, right? Well, I'm going to take you to the actual service that is responsible of serving you this content. So it's not really load balancing. It's kind of cause it's not an ingress where it's kind of like, like a router, right? So, hey, this goes here, this goes here, this goes here. Very important features in Kubernetes. Canary deployment, Canary deployment is where we talked about, right? This is, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm experimenting that 3% of all YouTube videos should have a random generated thumbnail. That's a Canary deployment. How do they do it? Reverse proxy rules. They have rules and they define it in the reverse proxy. Examples of reverse proxies, guys, by the way, hundreds of them, right? There are HAProxy, there is Nginx, there is Envoy, there is LinkedIn, LinkedIn, LinkRD, <laughs> already run out. I say hundred, but I can think of a lot of people that, yeah, uh, Caddy web server. Some people, some, some servers are act like a, a web server and a reverse proxy, which is awesome. And finally, the microservices. Yes, a microservice architecture, reverse proxies are also a key where each service, sometimes as a sidecar, plays like a sidecar, it's both a proxy and a reverse proxy at the same time. We're going to talk about that. All right, guys. So these are the most common questions that I have collected over, over the years. And uh, just from reading my comment section on the YouTube channel. The first question is, can the proxy and the reverse proxy be used at the same time? Yes, there is a use case where a proxy can act also as a reverse proxy at the same time instance and this is called the service mesh right a service mesh or a sidecar proxy uh, like linkerd or stu or uh, envoy are used in microservices architecture and it is used all the time to kind of uh, build the networking feature of the application in the proxy itself instead of and focus the application to write its own features instead of worrying about timeouts and circuit breaking and all that garbage right so that's a use case where a proxy can act like a reverse proxy the same a second uh, question is can i use a proxy instead of vpn for anonymity well you can yeah you can but you have to really know what they are doing Ten technically vpn is more secure than a proxy because they are at lower level and vpn the only thing the vpn can see in your content is the domain that and that's assuming every website you're visiting has the padlock in it https right assuming i'm talking about only <laughs> web traffic here but yeah if uh, the vpn can only see the domains right you hey, you're going to facebook.com they can see that right they, you're going to this website.com a proxy is more dangerous because some proxies can not only see the domains they can see everything if they are TLS terminating proxies. If they are that type, then actually they can just see everything you're doing and you don't want that, right? So if you want to use a proxy, know that it's not a TLS termination proxy. If it's that, then it's essentially decrypting the traffic 
and serving you its certificate. So to know, to know is very easy. Go to the padlock and click on it and see that it's, it's being served by the final destination web server, not the proxy's uh, certificate, right? But yeah, to, to, to be honest, I, I don't use a VPN or a proxy, right? Because first of all, I don't have a use case where I want to visit. I'm, I live in the United States, so any page is pretty much open, right? But if I want to use anonymity, I'm not going to use a VPN because VPN still, the anonymity is transferred from, from my ISP to the VPN. So the VPN know where I'm going and where, which websites I'm visiting. But yeah, even... I don't have a use case, so I don't use a VPN or a proxy, I'm sorry. I might consider using it to, to access some content that I'm not supposed to watch in the United States. I don't know, some UK shows, right? I would I would use a VPN, but yeah, I don't use that, any of them. Plus, as long as the website is secure, it's good, right? And the domains, really? I mean, yeah, they can they can look that I'm, I'm viewing Amazon.com or Facebook.com. Yeah, so it's... I'm not really worried about that much, so that's just me. Is proxy just for HTTP traffic? No, you can have so many types of proxies. There is SOX proxies, which is a very low level. There is a news for tunneling. There is a, there's HTTP proxy, which tunnels, or tunnels, which only forwards traffic for HTTP, right? There is HTTPS traffic uh, proxy which can act both ways as a tunneling proxy using the connect HTTP method, which is safer, or as a TLS termination, which is, you want to use TLS termination reverse proxies. TLS termination proxies, and you use it for your normal days, ugh, that's a no-no. Uh, all right, guys, that's it for me. Hopefully it was a quick video. Uh, I don't know if it's worse than the one I made, but hey, I just uh, I thought it a good idea to just remake this video, guys, for you. And uh, follow me on Twitter. Send me your great questions. I love to leave them. Subscribe to this channel to see more software engineering, back-end technology. I talk about all that stuff in this channel. And uh, I'm going to see you in the next one. You guys stay awesome.